0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 3-1 pitch, swing and a drive. Deep to right field, way up there, way out of here. Goodbye baseball. Eight strikeouts for the King tonight and make it... Twenty-three consecutive scoreless innings for Phoenix. Strike three called on the outside corner, and there it is. It's time for the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Kyle Seeger, that just happened. Thank you very much.
1: Now, here's your
0: host, Gary Hill. George Kenneth Griffey Jr., Ken Junior, the kid. Seattle, American League, 1989 through 1999, 2009 through 2010. Cincinnati, National League, 2000 through 2008. Chicago, American League, 2008. A five-tool center fielder whose sweet swing and winning smile made him a dominant force and fan favorite, particularly in the Pacific Northwest. Over 22 years, hit 284 and totaled 630 home runs, including seven seasons of 40 or more. A 13-time All-Star, winning game MVP in 1992, also won 10 consecutive Gold Glove Awards. Named 1997 American League MVP, homered in eight straight games, tying Major League record, first overall draft pick in 1987, easygoing nature and love of the game helped define a new age for baseball's popularity. The youngest all-century player,
1: Ken Griffey Jr. I played baseball with his dad. His dad was a... A great player in his own right. This is his junior
2: I was here first.
1: <laughs> when he got to the big leagues, you could tell that he was a very talented young man. Here's a young fellow who is the story of spring training in Mariners camp, 19 years old. Little did you know, in a few years, he would be the best player in all of baseball.
0: Unbelievable, Ken Griffey Jr. Holy smoke.
1: There wasn't anything that he couldn't do on the baseball field. He didn't go eat a hot dog when Junior came up the bat.
0: Now Griffey unloads the deep right and the game is over.
1: When he was on the outfield.
0: Junior oh flying, Diamond makes the
1: catch! He made so many great plays.
0: Leaps up and he makes the catch! Amazing catch by Junior as he takes
1: the whole lot away! I could compare him basically to the great Willie Mays.
0: Griffey leaps high on the air and he's got it! Oh.
1: I've seen him run the bases, I mean, he gobbled up the ground.
0: Here is Junior to third base, they're going to wave him in! The throw to the plate will be late! The Mariners are going to play for the American League Championship! I don't believe it!
1: Look, I- I've seen some really good center fielders in my time. Never seen anybody that played like Junior did. You could tell that he was a superstar.
0: Bang. Did he know it? Absolutely.
1: He had his own style, he had his own flair. Holy cow, that may have hit the warehouse and they announced it did. <laughs> he had that all American smile. He had that nice little rhythm going. Beautiful follow through, always balanced. And he played it like he told me. I played this thing with reckless abandon. You know, that's the way he played the game. Had fun when he came to the ballpark. He had a smile on his face, always needling people.
2: Mine looks so because so I'm the best one. See, they want look. Look at the face on him. Look at the face. Look at yours. Okay. That's why. Okay. Good enough
0: for me.
1: <laughs> During the uh, March Madness, I picked the team. He picked the team, and my team went further. And we were talking about a steak dinner. And uh, I get to the ballpark one morning and. Uh, there's a big cow in my office. And, uh, and I said, what is this? And he says, here's your steak dinner. Now, how do you want it cut up? He was a delight. I enjoyed every moment of it. Players like Junior, they don't come around very, very often. Number 600 for Ken Griffey Jr. And to be inducted into the Hall of Fame with almost 100% of the votes, what a great accomplishment. I know that I'm looking forward to it. Give them a big hug and tell them, son, great job, well done.
2: I would like to thank the Hall of Fame and their staff for an unbelievable weekend here in Cooperstown. I'd like to also thank Commissioner Manford and his leadership towards in baseball. I'd also like to thank Jane Clark and her staff. i also like to thank the writers for writing it, for, for this prestigious honor. I'd also like to thank the families and friends and the thousand people, thousand. I got a couple of these somewhere. i probably got them. thousands of baseball fans who traveled all over the country and who are also watching us on the MLB network. I'd like to point out one fan, Rob, who traveled 6,000 miles to get here. I want to just say thank you. I stand up, I stand up here humbled and overwhelmed. The last couple months have been a blur, from the call from the Hall to, to the calls from all the Hall of Famers that are sitting here behind me. I can't describe how that feels, but I can tell you that I was more nervous talking to them than I am now. There are a lot of people out here who, who made me the person I am today. And I can't name them all, and I apologize for that. But I will talk about my high school baseball coach, Mike Cameron and Smitty. When I decided to play baseball, high school baseball, instead of going to spring training, I went in the batting cage, and I swung and missed seven or eight times. And I still remember to look at Coach Smith's face and Cameron's face saying, and he's supposed to be good. I told him I said just wait till we get outside. A couple of weeks later we were able to go outside and hit the first couple balls in the trees and I can remember Schmidty going wow I think we've got something here. I want to thank them for being true coaches for being honest and fair. Thank you. but it's really ironic that I get drafted. By a team that plays all their games indoors. (laughs) We have Papa Joe Hayden, coach of the Midland Redskins. Papa Joe treated everybody fair. He taught us more about life lessons than baseball. He was more concerned about us being good players. I mean, good people than players and winning a championship. He brought together kids of all colors, background, and financial status. Papa Joe is no longer here. He's up there in baseball heaven, coaching third, and smoking a cigar. And he also wears shorts. To my dad. He taught me how to play this game, but more more importantly, he taught me how to be a man, how to work hard, how to look at yourself in the mirror each and every day, and not to worry about what other people are doing. See baseball didn't come easy for him. He was a 29th round pick and had to choose between football and baseball. And where he's from in Denora, Pennsylvania, baseball is king. But I was born five months after he, his senior year. And he made a decision to play baseball to provide for his family. Because that's what men do. And I love you for that. <laughs> to my mom. The strongest woman I know, raising two boys, having to be mom and dad, splitting time time to go to one another's games, me and my brother. She was our biggest fan and our biggest critic. She sat up and did homework with us, stayed up all night when we were sick, and I tell people that I'm more scared of my mom than my dad just because she didn't play. And if you don't, if you don't believe me, there are a couple of my friends here who can can contest the debt. She's the only woman I know that lives in one house, but runs five others. I don't know how you do it to be able to put your hopes and dreams just to raise two boys and never complain about it. I love you, mom. my brother Craig, my biggest competitor. Day and night, we had these epic battles, whether it was football, basketball, and baseball. But no matter what, you never gave up, never gave in. I just have one problem with you. How come when you won, all my friends knew about it and we didn't even have cell phones back then? (laughs) You're one of the hardest people. You're one of the... You're one of the people who pushed me the most And I always love you for that. Thank you. Ryan Goldberg, you've been there since day one. We've had a great journey, even though there were some ups and downs. But I can't think of a better friend agent that I would want by my side other than you. Thank you. We have, also have Lynn Merritt. I can remember the first thing he said to me is that I can't do nothing for you now, but in a few years, if you keep doing what you're doing, I'll keep in touch. That was February of 1991, and look at us now. You've been a big brother, uncle, and on some rare occasions, the voice of reason. A lot of people don't know Lynn. Trey, Taryn, and Tevin. Words can't describe how much I, I love you and would do anything for you. Trey, you're my little man, my partner in crime. And one day, sitting there on the couch, you took a bat and hit the TV, and your mom got mad at you and then got mad at me and said, asked me why I was not mad. And I said, girl, you can't teach that swing. (laughs) So I got up and bought a new TV. There's a song by Will Smith. It's just the two of us. There's a partner song where it talks about driving home after you were born, in the car, and all these cars are passing us up, And he talks about how mad he was. I felt like that on the way home. Taryn, daddy's little girl, from the first time you were born, I knew that I had to go into protect mode. I didn't even like my teammates who had boys. You taught me how to share, and I think I've eaten more French fries over the years than you. So no matter if I went 4 for 4 4 to hear those words when I came home with daddy, made my best days better, and my bad days not so bad. Even to this day, when you call me on the phone, my day's a little brighter. Tevin, seeing you for the first time made my life complete. All my friends called you a mini Denzel because you didn't cry or make a sound. You have a great sense of humor, you're caring and thoughtfulness. Watching you grow up has been nothing but a pleasure and never a dull moment around you. I know your brother and sisters at school I know your brothers and sisters are in school, but you don't have to keep us that busy, like they're still at home. So let's make a deal: only two sports at a time, not three and four. People always say that you're the lucky one, but no, me and your mom are the lucky ones. <clears throat> Melissa. My wife, my best friend, you wear so many hats at, the, at our home. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you and all the things that you've done and continue to do for this family. You are the glue that holds this family together and the light when it's dark. People say that you're lucky. Well, that's not true. I'm the lucky one. For the first time I saw you, I knew you were going to be my wife. Now, it took you a, long, a little longer to realize that I was going to be your husband, <laughs> but I'm OK with that now. I love you. <laughs> and now I'd now like to thank the Seattle Marital organization for taking a chance on a 17-year-old kid and allowing him to con- continue to play this great game of baseball. See, in the winter of 86, I remember being in my garage and Bobby Tolan saying to me, hey, the Seattle Mariners have the first pick and they're looking at you. I walk in my house, look at my dad and say, hey, dad, where's Seattle? (laughs) At that time, they were a young franchise and I really only cared about where my dad was at. So if he was in the Yankees, I played, you know, I was a Yankee fan. He went to Atlanta, I was an Atlanta fan. The only person I knew on that team was Bobby Brown, not the singer and not the American League president. And the only reason why I knew him is because he played with my dad um, with the Yankees. In 1989, I made the team out of spring training. Not sure what kind of player I would be, but at 19, all I wanted to do was survive. Even though I've been around baseball all my life, doesn't mean that I've arrived. Some, Some of the men who helped me are here today. Ricky Henderson. Now, Ricky, I'm still looking for that rematch. See, he beat me in a game of horse when I was 14 years old. Made a jump shot, drove off in his car, and never gave me that rematch. Well, Ricky, I know where you're gonna be July 2017, and I'm bringing my shorts. Ozzie Smith, the wizard. Dave Winfield, as my dad referred to him as Big Blood. We have Eddie Murray. I met Eddie when I was 12. And it was in the backfields in Fort Lauderdale. And my dad introduced me as, this is one of the hardest-switch-hitting guys in baseball. I stuck my hand out, and he shook it. And he didn't smile. See, Eddie had a beard, a goatee, and a fro. And as we're walking off, I asked my dad, does he smile? My dad replied back, he did smile. He is smiling. And I turn around and I look back at my dad and I go, I hate to see him mad. (laughs) We have Randy Johnson. Now every lefty wanted to take a day off when he pitched. Even we did. But you guys think it was bad. We had to face him when he had no control in spring training. (laughs) Today, I've got more friends. Alvin Davis, Harold Reynolds, Dave Vallad, Jeffrey Leonard, Mickey Brantley, Darnell Coles, Chili Davis, and Kirby Puckett. These guys were like my big brothers. They took me out to lunch and dinner, made me share rides with them in a cab, and drill me on life problems. The only problem is, is you tell me what 19 year old in the big leagues has life problems. (laughs) Then we have Jay Buhner. As we refer to each other is our brother from a different mother. He was the greatest teammate I ever had, a guy that gave you everything on the field and a guy that spoke the truth even though you didn't want to hear it. And I love you for that. Looking back, I got to do and say things that have never been said. I got a chance to play with my dad. I got to yell at him and tell him to get a hit, and in baseball there's certain things of you can call somebody a fossil, graybeard, grandpa, dad, pops, but I got a chance to say it and mean it. We had back-to-back home runs, <clears throat> we're the first father and son. With the first father and son to win MVPs in an all-star game. Hitting the warehouse in Baltimore. Winning a home run derby in Pittsburgh in my home state. The 95 series. Randy Johnson's no hitter. Jay Buhner hitting for the cycle. And Edgar Martinez winning his first batting title. And yes, he belongs in the hall. And there's Barry Larkin, who at the time I was in the clubhouse when he had his first Grand Slam getting hot chocolate. But I've known his family all of, his. Slow down. I've known his family since I was 12. His younger brother, Byron, took care of me as a freshman. And then I had to take care of his younger brother, Steven. I want to thank them for being opening up their homes. And making me who I am today. I got to play this game for 22 years and I wouldn't trade it in for anything. I spent eight years with the Reds. I got to put on the same uniform as my dad. Run around the same outfield. I got a front row seat. To the greatest team ever assembled. The 1975 and 76 Reds. As a member of the Reds, I was often teased by my teammates saying that my dad played for the big red machine, and you're the engineer to the little red caboose. (laughs) Chicago White Sox. Got a chance to be in a pennant race and play meaningful games day in and day out. What else can you ask for from a player? Thank you. 13 years with the Seattle Mariners. From the day I got drafted to my first at bat in the kingdom to the 95 playoffs my first trip back to Seattle as a member of the Reds and then my return to Seattle in 2009 to my retirement in 2010 Seattle Washington has been a big part of my life there are so many things great things that I could talk about but we'd be here all day but I'm gonna leave you with one thing out of my 22 years I learned that only one team will treat you I learned that one team will treat you the best, and that's your first team. I'm damn proud to be a Seattle Mariners. The the two misconceptions of me are, I didn't work hard, and I'm in and everything I made it look easy. Just because I made it look easy doesn't mean that it was. And you don't work hard and become a Hall of Famer by not working, it, working day in and day out. I wanna thank my family, my friends, the fans, the Reds, the White Sox, and the Mariners for making this kid's dream come true.